live and on lockdown. Are you ready? Ready, ready? Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland and across the globe. Listen here. You're listening to Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders podcast. The host, Fraser Ramsey. Hey, this is Afia Letham, creator of the Frame Your Day app, helping you walk out every day in victory. I'm proud to be a sponsor of Ramsey Unleash, going beyond borders. Hi, this is Zakia Ringold from NaturalSoapbySakia.com, proud sponsors of the Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders podcast. And welcome to another edition to Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders. Uh, we're using StreamYard again. I was interviewing last night, so it's you know, taking advantage of the time while we're We've just been broadcast. We've got our three weeks of lockdown, pretty much. Depending on how things go of the coronavirus, this is the bizarre world situation, as you know. And, uh, yeah, we're all like, well, hey, <laughs> in our lockdown. <laughs> it's the, but we're making the best of it. So while, we're, while we've got the time, while we're not busy, technically, as we'd like to be busy, take advantage of doing podcasts and getting interviewing some great people around the world on the Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders podcast and uh, basically finding it from different... I've had artists, I've had a wrestling announcer just last night, I've got authors, I've got coaches, all sorts of people, and in the day, it's bringing their brand to Scotland and their brand to the airwaves for you to listen to, and if you think you can do business with them or connect with them or want to buy their products or whatever, you can connect with them. So welcome uh, to Ramsey Unleashed Coming on Borders. We have our supporters and sponsors going at the bottom of the screen. I will insert them into the audio purpose because the main thing, this is mainly for the audio, for the audio podcast, but I'm using video and StreamYard. StreamYard have a great quality of audio and I highly recommend it for using for podcasts and other things. So, but well, my guest, uh, another as has a Scottish surname, but her Scottish surname is her maiden name, so <laughs> as a city in Scotland, so uh, it's another another, eh, another welcome my guest, Ella Glasgow. Uh, Hi everyone. So, <laughs> thank you, thank you for the, coming on the show. Um, so let's, we're going to, what we're going to do with my guest, we usually I like to find out sort of beginning, middle and end with some guests. My guest has just become an author and basically we're going to talk about the now. And like in some films and TV shows, uh, what they do is they, they tell you the end part of the story. Then they say, this is what, two years ago today? And then they build up the story to how it got to there. So this is what we're going to do. So Ella, how are you doing? How's things going in your area? Tell us where you're from first. Things are going well. I am now currently from Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> mm, but I guess we can talk about that later because you know the. <laughs> I just had my one of my previous guests a couple of weeks ago. It was actually about two weeks ago. Uh, Carla Jenkins was from Ohio. Okay. Yeah, you can maybe connect with her. She has a literally. She's a one stop. She's her website is like a Fiverr dot com page. It's a one stop shop of literally list of things to do. It's just you be you look at it and go wow okay. Highly recommend. I need to look at her website. I think she's actually around the corner from me. I think we've just discovered this. <laughs> right. That could be a good thing. So this is right. So we'll hook you guys up and you can. Yeah. I will add you to my messenger group. I've got a group of people out of East and people, you know, are in there. So um, you can say hello and you can maybe, well, I was going to say you can go meet for a coffee, but that may not right. be possible. But uh, maybe a virtual coffee. <laughs> so, right. Right. So that could be an option. But yeah, well, anyway, let's, uh, well, as I say, welcome to the show. Uh, let's talk about the now. You have just published a book 
tell us about the, the, the book, what's called, where people can buy it, and uh, why did you write it? Yeah, all of those things. So yeah. <laughs> the book is called Musings of a Creative, and you can get it on Amazon everywhere right now. And until tomorrow, so today is the last day, you can get it for 99 cents. Yay! <laughs> I did actually try and download that, but I don't have an Amazon Kindle, so I couldn't actually download it. Well, you don't have to have a Kindle. You can right. use the Kindle app. If you have a phone and you've got apps on your phone, whether you're Android or iPhone, you can get the Kindle app for right. free. I will do that because I couldn't <laughs> download it for some reason. Yes. yes. <laughs> but you may have to purchase it from within the um, – you have to go to the actual um, website, I believe, to purchase the Kindle version, I think. Or maybe that's just with Audible. I can't remember. Oh. Okay. Anyway. You can get the Kindle on your phone. <laughs> okay, cool. But the, the book is called Musings of a Creative. And this is not my first book, but it's my first solo book. So um, I was really excited to release this. It's been a book that's been sitting on my computer for a number of years. And I finally decided to push that publish button, getting over the fear <laughs> of doing it by myself. Um after being in a book last year called One Habit of Women Action Takers, okay. um, which is another book that you can get on, on Amazon. Um, and that was a collaboration with a, a lot of other women authors. And uh, we made that book a bestseller as well. And so that was kind of my, my jump <laughs> over the fence to at least get, be in authorship. And um, once I did that, I said, okay, I can, I can release this book on my own. And I'm happy to say that we got to number 22. We're still on the bestsellers list. So I'm kind of, kind of excited about that. Let's <laughs> keep going. Let's keep going. There's a lot of authors out there and it's not easy to get there, but I suppose it's like, I think it's similar in a lot of things like podcasts. You start a podcast early, you tend to hit quite a high for the beginning and it just eventually naturally it will drop, but obviously they hopefully you want to keep encouraging sales, but and you can't make it all can't be number one right. as we'd like to be, but because there's so much competition out there when it comes to books. But that's great, great news. So so I carry on with your book. You're telling us about it. You know? So the book itself is really a collection of my thoughts. It really mm -hmm. is a collection of musings. It's not something that is I meant for anybody to read cover to cover. Um, in fact, um, I wanted it to be a collection of things that just got to the point because I personally get tired of books that are a thousand pages long and you have, you have to go 300 pages before you even get to what the point of the book actually is. <laughs> so, so my book is short, sweet and to the point, which is uh, contrary to the belief of a lot of people that I can get to the point. <laughs> that's good. So how many pages is your book? A um, hundred pages. Oh, well, that's that's quick, quick read. Yeah, it's a quick read. It's one I want you to kind of thumb through, find something that works for you, read it, and get back to work, basically. <laughs> okay. So where can people buy that? Obviously, Amazon. Any, any, yeah. Anywhere else? That's Just on Amazon. Amazon. That's on Amazon. Yeah. pages. A nice quick book. That's good. Well, and I noticed uh, yeah, you can buy it from the UK Amazon as well. So I couldn't, mm -hmm. uh, you can get it both, which is a good thing. Okay. So that's back. Now we've... You've just published a book. So let's backtrack to the beginning of who is Ella Glasgow, life, education, ups, downs, challenges. Because obviously there's a road you got you to here. And there's one road, you, well, when I kind of connected with you, you were living in a hotel, but we'll come to that. So let's 
tell, dissect that. We will also, just before we dive into that, I'm not going to do my usual shout-out, but they are going to be in the audio podcast in a recorded file. Um, but I'm going to play music. I'm going to play Aaron Rigdon. He's a Canadian country singer. I play one of his tunes. Um, I'm also going to play Brent Mann. He's a country gospel singer. He's in Tampa, Florida. He's a supporter of the show. So I'll play one of his ch- uh, songs. I do like supporting the Bennett artists. And just mixing, matching the music. It's good fun. And yeah. it's good for, you know, random. Uh, not, and, and it's good to get their music out there and heard. As if you like it, you can buy their album. Go purchase it. Uh, so that's what I recommend. Aaron Rigdon is a great, 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 great singer. So is Brent Mann. So, uh, but yeah, so but let's tell us the beginning of your life and how where things began. Yeah, so I was born in California. <laughs> and uh, traveled quite a bit. I was born to military parents and um, grew up in a really fun family outside of, you know, having to move for, for my parents work. We just like traveling. Traveling was a, was a cool thing for us. And um, we loved when we were able to go on trips with our dad, my sisters and I've got two younger sisters um, who will gladly, (laughs) Make sure that everyone knows that they are six and nine years younger than I am. So <laughs> no one ever believes it when we're together because I look the youngest. So That's all right. they've also had a hard paper end. <laughs> <laughs> they like to let everyone know that I'm the oldest. <laughs> you're, obviously you're obviously doing something right there. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're great. They're great girls. But um, but yeah, traveling was really our thing growing up, and uh, we loved going on trips with our dad and our mom, and and going around the country and seeing different different parts of it. Um, one of the funny things growing up, because uh, part of our journey, we lived in the country of Panama, and um, even though. I had been on commercial planes for whatever reason, part of my brain, uh, leaving from Panama to go to the U.S. We were in the U.S. every year when I was a kid, every summer, uh, and that was to visit my birth mother. So um, every year we would leave from Panama, the country, go back to California. But from Panama, the country, we had to take um, cargo planes. (laughs) Because oh, we lived on a base. And I just assumed that everyone in the world flew cargo planes. <laughs> I thought that's what people did. <laughs> uh, and tra- certainly a different style of transport, yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, we didn't fly them in the States, obviously. We we flew, you know, commercial planes. But um, but you know how sometimes when you're a kid, you, you connect things in weird ways. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. It must be kind of. I mean, these cargo planes are huge. I mean, they, they are. It's not your average kind of airplane kind of thing. Yeah, there's a lot of space to play. Yeah. <laughs> I come all the seats are only on one side. Right. Exactly. That's yeah. That was it. <laughs> they gave you a box of. They gave you a white box with uh, food like sandwiches and chips and things. And they gave you earplugs because it's really loud. <laughs> and you had to be briefed and debriefed. <laughs> my word. My word. That must have been an experience. Experience yeah. you could write about. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Let's, let's but, but moving on, you know, we had a lot of really fun experiences growing up. And um, 
as time progressed, I, when I finally did go to college, um, I decided to go to Belmont University, um, which wasn't the first school that I went to. I first went to uh, a place called Gulf Coast, which is in Panama City, Florida, and um, had some really wonderful um, influences and teachers there. I had a lot of wonderful influences growing up. Um, I grew up in a, with around a really great family of people in my church that I grew up in. And learned so much from them about who I was and, and who I am even now. Um, and I grew up loving music. I actually am still an entertainer. <laughs> that's my that's my whole background. But um, but I was influenced by a lot of really great people. And um, from Gulf Coast, I went to Belmont University, met a lot of other great people, and from there um, started working in the entertainment industry and have have not stopped. <laughs> That's good. Tell us about the entertainment industry, about what, a bit more about that. Yeah. So I've worked in some different sides of it than people are than people are used to. So um, I have worked on the recording side, recording things for um, for different artists and for different um um, projects. And I've also recorded, uh, I'm sorry, toured with different production companies as well. Um, and I did a lot, uh, did a long stint on cruise ships as well. Wow. Wait, so you were, <laughs> you were singing mainly? Or yeah. were you... All the while so... singing. <laughs> wow. So what kind of music were you singing? Were you, was it just general was it kind of uh, what was cover versions? That's what I was trying to say. Cover versions, or was it your own material? Yeah, I was always doing covers. Um, the The majority of the work that I do is cover material. So the shows that I've done, um, the work that I've done, unless I was working with a particular artist, um, it was all covers. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, don't worry. Yeah. That's why I've got the green tea. <laughs> 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 always on hand helps. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I had a great time doing that. I love love doing that. So, why did you stop, or what did you I mean? Say, cruise, cruise ships? Is it is it just because you were always traveling, or was it something? Why did you stop, or just because other things took over? Yeah, no. So, I took a little bit of a hiatus from cruise ships back in two thousand ten, right. and. Um, I stopped doing it as extensively as I was to focus on some other things. But the main reason why I stopped, I had some, I had some not so fun issues happening with one of the last, uh, um, casts that I was working with and, um, just had some, some issues happening that really caused me to have to make some choices, some hard choices because, um, it just wasn't working in the way that it had been for a number of years. And uh, I didn't have the tools at the time, the mental tools at the time to really handle what was going on um, to really stand up for myself. And uh, so I had to make a choice and the choice was that either I was going to leave this world or I was going to leave that ship. And Thankfully, I chose to leave that ship. I was with my now husband at the time. He was my boyfriend. And I was really grateful that I had him to go home to because um, it was a really scary time. And I was I was dealing with depression kind of on my own. And I dealt with it for a number of years. I never really talked to anybody about it 
my husband didn't know about it. Um, my family didn't know about it. Nobody really knew about it until uh, my husband didn't really know about it until after I had my son in 2015 because I had postpartum depression. And that's when it kind of reared its ugly head <laughs> in a way that couldn't be hidden anymore. <laughs> Depression is one it can be easily hidden uh, without uh, I've been through myself uh, in the past, and I know it's like it's something that can be easily hidden, and your mood swings are very interchangeable. Uh, which is, uh, yeah, you can be snap, you can snap at somebody, yeah, I'm not meaning to. Uh, it's just because, yeah, it's just uh, you have a slight short fuse, not through just not because of what you're going through, and it's, it's a very very tough time and. Yeah, it's it's a roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, so, but at least, obviously, so tell it. I mean, what were you being to caught to bring you down into depression? Were you were being bullied through other cast members, or was it just a kind of? Yeah, yeah. I I was I was being bullied, actually. Oh, here comes a little one. <laughs> okay, so live, life. So we've got, we have a child coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll need it. Oh, oh, oh. oh dear. <laughs> this is like, it's bring it's that, like... that, that cord back, please, sweetie. Bring me that cord. There we go. This and is then like you'll have to... live on Facebook. Yeah. Have... Live, mommies. And this close like... the door, please. Close the yeah. door back. And then you need to talk to daddy about getting water, okay? This is game for a laugh. Okay, talk to daddy. There we go. <laughs> this is this is this is almost like the spitting image of when that BBC reporter and the kid, or he was being, he went viral, and his kids came in the back, and, and there's the wife in the background grabbing all the kids. Like, come on, quick, <laughs> live on television. <laughs> there we go. We make <laughs> it work. That, that was just priceless. That was brilliant. That was just that's brilliant. Priceless on live. Now, one thing I, I'm going to have to, one thing at StreamYard, I know I love you, Zoom. One thing I'm going to have to figure out with StreamYard is like, for some reason, I can't seem to, there's people I know who are watching or have commented, but I can't bring up the comments for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, so, one thing I'm going to have to uh, bug StreamYard about on my next, uh, after this, is how come I can figure out why I can't get my comments up if people do comment. Uh, they do show on Periscope, but uh, or Facebook is, for some reason, is not connecting for me. So, I need mm. to figure that one out. But never mind technology, uh, and that was just priceless. It was brilliant. <laughs> there we go. So, well, that was, hey, why not? It's lockdown, lockdown fun. There we go. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> all good, all good. To everyone who is watching, thank you for watching. I'm sorry I can't comment because I don't really see them coming up. So apologies for some, need to figure out why there's a connection issue with StreamYard or whatever. Um, but hey, we are live, but for some reason I can't bring the comments up, but we'll figure that out. But uh, hey, it's all good. But um, yeah, as I say, depression is not an easy illness uh, to go through. And as I say, you're saying when you, well, let's let's kind of backtrack a bit. You, yeah. When did you been? What year? When did you start into the group? I mean, you must school. When did you? It's always like give us a. What made you get into the entertainment industry? I mean, it must be because you liked it. When did you discover you could sing? I mean, um, I've always been noticed? able to sing. I've always been able to sing. <clears throat> and a lot of people in my family are very, very musical. 
and got a lot of singers in my family. Give us, just like, I'm gonna, uh, this is always good. When people have got talent like this or hidden talent and they sing and they, I know there's a reason what you've just said that you, why you put on a hiatus, but if you, do you, can you still sing to as good as you can then now? Are you still, have you just? Oh, I have, I've never stopped singing. Okay. <laughs> I I've never stopped singing. I just kind of did. I do different do things differently now than I did uh, when I was working on the cruise ship. So I actually, once I got off the ships, I started doing corporate events. Wow. So what have you ever written your own stuff? I have. I just don't release a lot of it. There's one song of mine that you can buy okay. <laughs> on iTunes right now. It's called "My One Day Is Now." <laughs> Let's right. Okay, I'm gonna. Why I know what we're gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna buy that song, and I'm gonna I'm gonna and we're gonna play it on this podcast, right? Okay. If you're listening, if you're listening to this on a video or audio, you'll hear this. You'll hear you'll hear that tune. We'll put that in. So that's good. Would you want it? Are you are you planning on any more music? Would you ever do any more? Yes, I have more music. I have a lot of songs. <laughs> Just, I just haven't released them all. I've got a track, in fact, that's that's sitting on my computer right now that I've had for quite some time that I need to record the vocals to. It's just a matter of sitting down and actually recording it. (laughs) Well, listen, I'm I'm a stickler for encouraging people to, if you've got talent, and I've got a list in the artists I'm connecting with, if you want to get a connection or resurrect that, listen, We'll get you connected with people. Uh, I can one person. Well, there's people who have got connections with producers or people who can help you out. If you're interested, I'll fire them your way. Uh, and don't hide your talent. If you got talent out there, just get out there. Oh, it's, it. it's out here. You know what? For you right I, I, now, yeah. I will give you. I will give you a sneak peek of the track that actually needs to be recorded. It's not the track. I'll just sing it for you a cappella. How about that? But listen, I had the I had the guys a couple of weeks ago. I had James and uh, James Gilchrist and his wife um, and Julie Sherwood, and they did, they played live on the show. And it was brilliant and their music. Uh, this is uh, so. Uh, let's just do this is spontaneous. Off it. Let's break. Let's hear you sing live because this is brilliant. And I liking. <laughs> so you've got ta- if you've got gifts, use yeah. them. Don't, don't hide them. Don't put them, put them in a paper bag. So yeah, I'll come to that. You've just written a book. Let's just multitask. Go for it. <laughs> so here, so this will give me some some more uh, gumption to get this track recorded. But it's actually apropos to what we're talking about right now in regard to depression and um, what I was feeling at the time when I actually wrote this particular song. It's called "Shine a Light." Let's. Well, I think on, a, on, a, on encouraging you, I'd love to see that recorded. Uh, it will get recorded. <laughs> well, like, can we? Can we? Okay, I'm going. Can we set a goal before twenty twenty? Before this year before ends. Before this year ends, it will be recorded. <laughs> the, track, a lot, the track uh, is hot. I will tell you, the track is hot. The track is amazing. Okay. My friend that made the track is freaking awesome. But okay, you heard it here. Oh, so, okay, here we go. Raise the bar. Let's go for it. Are you Are you ready? Let's do this. Got to remember the words too. So let's see if I remember all, right. all the words. I haven't sung it in a long time. 
Hidden in the shadows, sitting, looking out from a darkened window pane. I watch the rain, I take the blame. Now I know I haven't seen the sun for days. Thoughts keep spinning in my mind, counting every blade of sand, bread, grain of sand falling in the glass. But the storm is over. Shine a light on me. Shine a light on me. Paint my grays in shades of color. Show me who I am. Shine a light. Shine a light on me. Too many years have passed. For me to keep thinking you're the one who's keeping all the keys to the doors that are locked in me. Take it back. All those things you said, how my heart bled, but the pain is over. Shine a light on me. Shine a light on me. Paint my grays and shades of color. Show me who I am. Shine a light. Shine a light. No, I don't want to be in your shadow anymore. And I can't keep walking away. I can't face the fear that sat there at my door. Cause the war is over. Shine a light on me. Shine a light on me. Paint my grays and shades of color. Show me who I am. Shine a light. He was doing an experiment, y'all. <laughs> well, I have to say that was absolutely fantastic. I think we, I, okay, I think we've got people who have commented on Facebook. I can't bring up the comments for some reason. I don't know why, but as I say, um, let the, the, it's great to hear. This is fantastic. Let's, I think we're going to get a lot of encouragement from people you're connected with. We're all mutually connected with. You want to encourage you to get this published and out there, especially it's regarding depression. People who suffer, especially during this time, yeah, people are going to be struggling, and uh, because of either loss of loss of income, jobs, um, and that is this is maybe something that this could help others out and some encouragement out of this lockdown scenario that we're in. So you heard it here. We're going to encourage this girl to get her song <laughs> out. No, uh, is, listen, you've got, this is, is hey, listen, this, this is too good to be sitting <laughs> under the rug, uh, gathering dust in a corner. Yeah, psh, I'll just, uh, I'll have a cup of tea. Oh, yeah, no, I'll just, oh, what's that? What's on Netflix? I'll just watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> No, let's uh, get this out. I would highly recommend you be, uh, let's encourage you to get this recorded. Link it up with as many people as you can to make it happen for you. Because as you're, are you not part of, you're part of the World Royce League with Alta Vista, Pelzer? Are you part of that? Am I? No, I don't think no, so. No, maybe not. Okay. So, uh, but you may be connected with many people. But uh, yeah. Any day, I think it's good to just get things done. Do it. You've got your book out. Next goal, song. And this is aim, aim high. And you're Go not supposed it. to be coaching the coach. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, don't, don't worry. It's, it's on. It's on. It's on the invoice. <laughs> I'm joking. 
Exactly. Like, coaches still need coaches, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get paid for doing it. I just do it. I don't know what I am doing actually or not. I mean, I'm in the wrong job. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway but you heard it. That was fantastic. But I'm going to still play it, chucking a couple of jeans from people like Brent Mann and Aaron Rigdon down the line. So, right, let's, uh, where were we? We kind of got, wow, that was just impressively great. Superb. So, <laughs> After okay, you've let can I just get this up bearings. You've left the cruise ships, you've, you've going through postnatal depression that a lot of women go through. That it's reared its ugly head. Tell us about it, talk about it, and what how you managed to get through it. And yeah, well, for me, working through it was it was honestly it was a it was a relief for my husband to see it, and it wasn't anything that. He came up and, you know, he said, you know, you seem depressed. It was in the way that he took care of me and made sure that I was okay. And depression is a weird, it's a weird liar <laughs> because it will make you believe that you have no support. It will make you believe that you have no friends. It's going to make me cry right now. Um, it will make you believe that you're in this alone. And the truth of the matter is nobody is in it alone unless they just want to be. (laughs) And I have been reminded time and time again, especially this year, I've been reminded time and time again of how not alone (laughs) I am. And um, I am really, really grateful for the people that I have in my life and that, um, that they didn't let me slip through the cracks. (laughs) Um, not all of them know that they were as supportive as they were. I haven't told everybody that, (laughs) you know, but, um, just being, being there for someone you don't understand, you don't know what people are going through. And you, you never know what's really on the other side of a smile. And for someone like me, especially those of us in the entertainment industry, we, we smile a lot. <laughs> exactly. Oh. And uh, people expect it from us. And it can be, it can be challenging, but we, we get sad just like everybody else. <laughs> yes, we do. As, this is, I think this is a great, no, I think this is what I like to do, I like keep it real. And hearing this story is keeping it real and it's raw and it's, uh, yeah, that's what it should be. And like that's important to tell your story to where you are, how you got through this, because somebody might be listening to this now or going through postnatal depression, going through something that they need to hear this. And hopefully they'll give them that lift, encouragement to seek help talk to somebody to be able to find the keys in your song to unlock what's inside them. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, when I wrote that song, I wrote it because of some other things that were going on in my life that I felt like I was being pressed down and I felt like I was being held back. And um, honestly, after having my son, it was, it was really the catalyst that changed everything. And it changed everything in, in the best way 
in the sense of getting a lot of things done that I had been afraid to do before. And interestingly enough, I had this dream, this goal, this desire to have like this multi million dollar empire, you know, that I was going to have to support my son and my family and all these, all these crazy, wonderful things. But I'd never had the drive to push and do, uh, do what it took to make that happen. And after my son was born, that gave me drive (laughs) like I never had before. And, um, interestingly enough, my, my business at the time, um, when my son was born, I was on land, um, and I had been off of, off of cruise ships for a long time, but I had been spinning for a really long time, spinning in a way that, you know, I, I always, I used to say to my husband, um, you know, thank I would say, thank you for my life. (laughs) And I would say it, uh, because he was taking care of everything. And after, after, and he was, you know, he was, looking for me to be able to, um, or I shouldn't say looking, he was, he was waiting for me to, to really break through. And I just couldn't, couldn't break through. I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't quite figure out how to make, make it happen and make that transition. And that was five years that, that he waited patiently. (laughs) And then my son was born and, and when he was born, that changed my mindset. And about three to six months, I can't remember exactly how long that window was, but three to six months after my son was born, my husband lost his job hmm. that he'd had for almost 30 years. 30 years? What, what did he do? He was the executive pastry chef at a hotel. Wow. And um, so that was, that was really scary. It was a really scary time. And in that time, he did everything that he could to to find work, and things just weren't working. It was it was really really hard. And I discovered something myself in that time. I had gone back to work, uh, being I had gone back to singing in corporate events, and I was actually in Branson, Missouri, <laughs> doing a show there, uh, doing an event. And at that event, I only had to be I only had to sing like twenty minutes, but I had, I was there for three days. <laughs> <laughs> and in that three days, I said, I had this book and, um, I don't remember the name of the book. I know it was about music business. And, um, it said, if you do nothing but read the first and the last pages of this book, then it will change your life. And I was like, okay, I got three days to change my life. <laughs> I got nothing else to do. I'm alone in a hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> and that book literally changed everything because it showed me something that I hadn't seen before about my vision, about my dream for my life. And it showed me how to finally connect my, my two seemingly disconnected worlds. And those two worlds were coaching and singing. And I've been told by many people that I had to choose and I didn't want to choose. (laughs) I wanted to do both because I love, I love, love, love helping people to really um, get to that next level in their life. And I love being on stage. (laughs) But when I saw this, I was like, oh, my gosh, everybody lied to me. (laughs) I figured out how to make this work. And so I started making this plan. And when I started making that plan, 
I took that back to my students. I was working with primarily voice students at the time, and I took it back to the ones that I that could handle it because I had a lot of young kids as well. So the adult students, I said, look, I've happened on something. We're going to try something out. What is it that you want? I'm going to help you figure it out. And so we went through the same thing that I went through. And it was like gangbusters. I'm telling you what crazy things started happening for everybody that I took through the process. It was like, it was like magic. That's what they kept saying. They're like, it's magic. (laughs) And I said, I realized it's not magic. It's science. Yay, science. (laughs) And it's just good old business principles. (laughs) Exactly. But, But doing that, and using that and now using that um, as an exclusive method that I use, it's, it's evolved over the years, obviously, um, in the five years that I've, that I've had access to it. Um, but um, using that in that first year, I went from pushing. I always say this number, but I feel like it's probably less. So I'm being really generous myself with myself. I went from pushing 35,000 a year to more than doubling that within that year that I started using it. Wow. And what, and what year did you start your, cause it's a coaching business that you developed into. Yes. Um, so there was, it was, I was right. already coaching. Right. It was, I was already doing entertainment, but I wasn't making money the way that I wanted to. Okay. And um, so that was in 2000. My son was born in 2015. So that was 2016. Right. So that, that 2016, I was like, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> look at look at all this money. <laughs> and then it kept going up. And mm-hmm. I told my husband, I didn't I actually the interesting thing, so he lost his job, remember that. Yes. And he's been struggling to find work. So that was in in January or February of 2016. Yes. I didn't tell my husband what I was doing. I was just I was just like hustling, right? Didn't say a word. All the while he's going different places, trying to find a job. Life was just not happening. He was sad. He was, he was getting depressed himself. Mm-hmm. And um, in January, end of January, early February, I said, um, I have the rent for this month. And he just went. Oh. <laughs> and I said, you know, all those years I told you, for five years, I said, I said, you know, whenever I can, whenever I get it together, you can just rest and not do a thing. You can sit and do nothing like I've been doing for the past five years. And that's when it happened. And he was just like, oh my gosh. So he got to be with our husband, with our husband, with our son while, while I took care of everything. Brilliant. Fantastic. And it was great. It was great. We'll come to this bit when now we did discuss. I'm going to take a wee break, but we'll come to the hotel part. You were staying yeah. at the hotel for a while, how that came about, and uh, the challenges of that with not being physically uh, in, in our normal home or whatever happened, the transition. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, we'll, as I say, for those who are listening for the audio purpose, we uh, will play our, we'll play our song. We have heard an A-class, super-duper a cappella version already, live, <laughs> uh, when we will look forward to seeing that on the shelves or in iTunes to buy. Uh, but we are going to play, we've had an acapella, but we are going to play by her song as well, and we'll chuck it in somewhere um, in, in the mix of our tunes. We're going to play Aaron Rigdon, uh, one of his tunes, just to keep things going, and then we'll come back after that.
Welcome back to part two with my guest Ella Glasgow uh, with her surname, very Scottish, but it's, uh, well, we've kind of talked about that, but her latter, that's her maiden name. Uh, but we just had a great discussion on her life and her struggles, and this how her new song, which will be coming out, about her struggles, which is fantastic. And just coping with post-depression, posting up depression, and how she turned from singing and trying to connect the two into one and now basically saying to her husband I've got the rent due to him losing his job so let's go into the part where you you were you're homeless you're in a hotel so how did that come about what happened there yeah so told you income went up everything was amazing we were doing really really well here's what wasn't happening and this is key and creatives we have, we can have real issues with this. It doesn't have to be this way, but this is what tends to happen. The money came in, the money went out and I was not paying attention to it. Right. So I made a whole lot of money. (laughs) And then I was like, let me get this and let me do that. Let me get this and let me do that because now I can afford it. And was not paying attention to anything. And that, all of that spending, um, And all of that hustling did two things. First, it took me into bankruptcy. Been there, done that. And it's funny that you say that because my mentor was like, great, now you're going to be a millionaire. I was like, is that all I needed to do? (laughs) (laughs) If somebody would have told me sooner. (laughs) (laughs) So, So we went into bankruptcy and that was scary, sad. It was, it obviously it was depressing. It was, it was embarrassing. Um, and, uh, from that, coupled with that, I was starting to get tired doing this all on my own for two and a half, three years. And I began to understand something very, very, very important that I don't know gets talked about enough. If I've ever heard it talked about at all. The society, at least that I've grown up in, um, really kind of sits the man in a place that says, you know, they're the one that should be making all the money and taking care of family. Right. And it's a having now been sat in that position, I realized how challenging and really unfair (laughs) it is to expect one person to take care of three plus people and be the one that has all of the eggs in the basket. And um, I said to my husband, once we got here, I'm kind of skipping over and I will, I promise I'll go back. But I said to him, you know, I, I realized something. I told him when we first met that I hoped that he didn't mind me making more money than him, which I did eventually. (laughs) And he was like, that's fine. You know, that was in the beginning of our relationship. Right. And then all of this happened. And I said, you know, I realized I realize now what I what I thought I wanted was that I wanted to be the only breadwinner. I thought that's what I wanted. I just wanted that dream, right? And what I realized is that I didn't want that. I wanted to make more money, but I didn't want to do it alone. <laughs> hey, money. I did not want to do it alone. And so I got tired. I got tired. I stopped doing the things that I needed to do. Um And so the income started going down. We were still making quite a bit, more than enough to cover the bills, but we weren't taking, I say we, I, I'm going to take ownership of that. 
I was not taking care of the money the way that it needed to be taken care of, which meant that my husband needed to go back to work. And so that's what happened. So we went to Texas first and it was a disaster. (laughs) And we lived in a hotel and all the little money that we did have was eaten up. And that was, that was a struggle and a half. And the work that he got there, it just wasn't what he, what he'd been promised. It wasn't what he'd hoped for. And then he got the job that he has now. And, um, we, we moved to Columbus and that was still, that was still a struggle because that was the the last bit (laughs) of the little bit of money that we had. (laughs) And, along with having a little one to have to move around, you know, he's only known his, his family in Orlando, which are my parents and my sisters to suddenly be uprooted to another, to another state completely. And then uprooted again. (laughs) And I was like, I don't even know how I handle it as a kid. (laughs) Uh (laughs) As a kid, because you're flying everywhere with being in the (laughs) doing it as an adult it's obviously not easy right but I told my husband you know I I said this is the last I'm I'm done moving I know you never thought you'd hear me say that military child uh liver on cruise ships for years no I'm done (laughs) takes its toll traveling a lot of people who do travel a lot for jobs and right and you just don't see your family you don't do this because it's just you're working but you have to there's only, there's only so much you can take that you just eventually will call a day and you have yeah. to think of something, be grounded by staying in the one place. Yeah. But eventually we got here and we got stable again and we got to a place, you know, there's, there's something that we all have to realize um, that, that, that place of doing whatever it takes. And you hear that phrase a lot. Yeah. Are you willing to do whatever it takes? The thing is, I think that people don't understand what that means. I know I didn't understand what it means until we got here to Columbus. Doing whatever it takes is going to be different for every person. And we came to the place where we were willing, finally willing to do whatever it took. That meant I got odd jobs because we're in a completely new town. Whatever I had in Orlando was basically demolished, right? (laughs) I don't know anybody here. (laughs) I don't, I've never been here except to maybe fly through one time. So I basically had to rebuild everything from scratch. And, but in order to do that, we had to get our footing first. And that meant I had to take the odd jobs, whatever it was that I could find. And I did that. It was sad. It was scary. It was embarrassing. Um, And then um, some of it was, was not embarrassing, but it brought me to a place to help me really understand what it was I was doing with my coaching as well and how I do my pricing and things like that. <clears throat> working with the people that I really enjoy working with, which are people that are at the beginning. And one of my mentors told me, she said, you know, Ella, before you, you understood where people were when they said that they didn't have the money, but you understand, you really understand. <laughs> you needed, you needed to be, you needed to be going through that so that you could really understand. <laughs> it's good it's good to understand money if you can earn it yeah (laughs) so so i am i understand that on a very very deep level and 
now I'm in the process of, of rebuilding what it was that I had before. And obviously now I'm rebuilding it in a very different way because everything is all online. I was already online before this epidemic, but the entertainment side of it wasn't online. So there are other things that I'm doing now entertainment wise with my own company online to, to keep the entertainment for myself going. Doesn't always involve singing because that's not all that I do. Tell it. Well, we could dive into that. We'll take a brief break. We'll come into that part. So obviously, there's more. A lot. To, you've got a lot to dissect, and you've talked about the kind of what you've had to do, what odd jobs, and in this day and age to survive, you do what you've got to do. Uh, whether it's small jobs, cleaning, washing dishes, or anything, just to get money. Money coming in is better than no money. And a lot of people, especially, you probably find yourself. You might find in a lot of generations these days, they want they want the money, they want the money, money, but they don't want to work. Mm-hmm. And, and you say, well, if you're not, you want the money, you've got to work. If you're not willing to work, you ain't going to get the money. So a lot, there's a lot of people out there that still have that mentality um, because they just want the easy life. But you've got to, if you're not willing to do the, the hard jobs and the graft, you're not going to get to where you, you should be in life. And it's not easy. And I was told for me in uh, 2002 um, by my my mentor, he said, because I was always looking for like uh, management jobs, uh, supervisors in, in retail. And he said, go and clean the toilets. And that's what he said to me, go and clean the toilets. I said, I'm going to clean the toilets. I said, go clean the toilets. And I did. I cleaned the toilets. I got a job as a cleaning cleaning the hospitals. And then I moved into nursing. And hence why now I'm now uh, nearly 11 years in business running a cleaning business. So, because uh, it's something I can do. I, I do. And what can I do? So I just spend, I'll just do it. So, and uh, cleaning out 11 years self-employed so um because they told me to go and clean the toilets and that's what some people what are not willing to do go and clean the toilets and then make, do them good to get what you need to get so and that's the what you've got to do to survive but let's take a brief break we're slotting brent man's song uh brent man's got his country gospel singer a great singer and resides in tampa florida originally from canada we're gonna put in one of his songs which to i think uh, i think uh, he's still making miracles. It's a great song because uh, miracles do happen, and we need a time and during this time at the moment to have miracles uh, happening. I'm loving this interview because I'm actually it's touching a few nerves in me and things that you I can relate to with what you've gone through and hard hard graft. It's not easy, and uh, yeah, it's good. And some, you need this realism interviews just to kind of right. Okay, this is good. Is, and I hope what people who are watching this can resonate in some way or be able to take something away from it. That's a good thing. So we'll come back after Brent Mann. He is still making miracles. by 
across town There's a little boy that prays to Jesus Tells him, let my daddy The same when he's not here with Mama and me. And he patiently waits for Jesus to answer his plea. He's still making miracles for me. Final parts of Ramsey and Leash going beyond borders with my guest Ella Glasgow. Uh, so tell us about a bit more about your business. You were coming to that stage at the end part. Uh, your business, the other things you do, not just entertainment online, but um, leading up to where, where we did discuss at the beginning your book, mm-hmm. and then obviously after once you've got to that stage, we'll discuss what your hopes are for going forward because what this year holds for us in 2020 and the current situation, but maybe you're looking at 2021. What can I then plan for then, which may or may not, for 
this year's Kennebec bouquet. Yeah. So it's um, this year is it's cr- it's crazy, right? <laughs> what I what I had planned on. <laughs> <laughs> And what's happening is is very, very different. And in in some ways, it's a little bit flying by the seat of my pants, but in other ways, it's uh, strategic at the same time. Uh, because what it is that I'm doing now still is within the within the confines of my vision, my overall vision, which is having a production and coaching company. Cool. Um, it just looks a little different than what I had thought it would be. And it's something that I tell, tell my students often is that, you know, um, nobody needs to know the how until you know the what, because how doesn't matter. And my, what hasn't changed. My how has changed drastically. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> Tap into your money source. Right. Nice. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's the the vision still remains the same. And that's that's what I do now with people. That's what I've been doing for for years. Um the only difference now, so we just went through um the very first round. We just ended a couple of weeks ago of my program which is called Dream Ignition Boot Camp. And <clears throat> we're actually going to be doing a challenge, uh, a vision challenge into that program. May 18th through the 21st, I believe, are the dates. Um, it's inside my group, Creative Momentum. If you'd like to be a part of the challenge, it's a four-day challenge. And it's basically the first step that I walk through, all, walk all of my clients through. It's the it's the piece that I was talking about before that changed my life um, and that changed the lives of everybody that's that I've worked with that's used it. Um, and I told my students in that program, I said, look, I'm not doing any, I'm not teaching you anything that I'm not doing right now <laughs> because, because, because I, like I said, I had to rebuild from scratch again. And the only difference is, is that I can go a little bit faster because I've already done it before. Yeah. You know? So, um, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing on the coaching side now. On the entertainment side, I am doing things online, uh, hosting events for both uh, children and adults online and uh, start with organizations in the next couple of weeks. We have our first organization in the next couple of weeks. Um, I've got to crunch numbers for an organization tonight because i got to give them to them tomorrow. (laughs) But this is something that really happened on the fly, and it was interesting the way that these online online events started was because of my son's birthday. Okay. And his birthday was April 1st. And we had just the week before things shut down here in Ohio, we had just given out invitations to his little friends at school for him to, for them to come to his little party. And it was his first real party. Like when I say first real party, I mean the first party that he actually knew the people that were coming. <laughs> you know, and cakes, everything. Right, exactly. And it was going to be a cute party. We were having a chef party. It was going to be amazing. Wow. And he was so excited about it. And then all of this happened. And I didn't want to have to cancel it. I refused. And a little boy in his class, his party was canceled. We were super excited about that one. It was at a place that I wanted to go experience myself. 
<laughs> and then we couldn't. <laughs> and I said, I don't want to do that. What can I do? And I said to my husband, I said, let's take it online. And honestly, his first thought was, <laughs> but I said, give me a, I said, okay. So I didn't say anything more to him. Right. I said, let me just, let me just watch, see what happens in life. <laughs> and then all the doors shut. And immediately I went into action and I said, look, here's what's going down. Created the site, did all the invitations, did everything really fast and talked to my networking group the next day because I wanted to be able to talk to other people about it because I knew that even though people can do what it is that I'm doing to some extent on their own, right? And that was my husband's uh, argument. People can people can get on online on their own. And I said, people can also make hamburgers on their own, but here we have a bajillion McDonald's. <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> So, um, so I started offering the service because I realized that after I did my son's party, um, that it was something that was helpful for parents. And the parents were telling me afterwards, they're like, our kids are still talking about this (laughs) five days later. They're like, that was amazing because I actually throw real parties for, for my kids, for the kids that are the people that I do birthday parties for. So the parties are 30 to 60 minutes long, depending on their age. Um, and, uh, and we have activities that are physical activities. They're running around the house, running around the room. And it's hilarious watching the parents or the, the adults that come to the party just to watch the kids, like the family members, grandparents, and, you know, and aunts and uncles that come just to watch the kids. And, but before the party is over, the adults are also running around the house. Getting whatever I'm asking for. <laughs> that is good. That is good. So it's it's hilarious and amazing and fun to watch. And the parents have all told me the of the parties that I've done, the parents have just been so grateful because not everybody knows what to do. Not everybody knows what to do. Not everybody's going to take the time to research and find out what it is that you can do long, and that makes sense long distance. Um and I've already done all of that work besides having worked with kids for years, besides having worked on zoom for a long time, besides having MC events for years, it was something that was a natural transition for me. And then, uh, businesses within the organization that I network with, they were like, can you do this for businesses? Can you facilitate meetings and make and make them fun? <laughs> because they're not. <laughs> so- <laughs> maybe maybe we can connect. Who knows? After this, you may be able to connect you with the uh, UK. You might be able to get some business over here uh, yeah. and doing the exact same, or even for my people have birthdays coming up in, in the UK and might think I'm running out. What can I do with my kid? Yeah, and there we go. They can contact you and they can do a virtual birthday thing celebration and make it interesting. Mm-hmm. So that'd be fantastic, you know. Yeah. We actually already did a party. One of the parties we did a couple of weeks ago, the mother, the family were in Washington, but we had family and friends from Australia, England, Pakistan, and Singapore in that party. Wow. So I'm yeah. already international. <laughs> there we go. That was brilliant. Well, as I say, even more business. That's a good thing. That's fantastic. <laughs> that was brilliant. So let's go on. Where did this take you up to the book? Obviously, we talked about the book already. Yeah. How did this uh, talk? Where did obviously did this led up to where you are now, or just 
what you're doing. Yeah. So the book was, the book actually was supposed to be released on April 7th. Right. And all of this happened. And I had these parties on the brain and I said, well, I can't focus on promoting the parties and the book at the same time. Um, so I put the book on hold and I'm, I'm glad that I did because in hindsight, I had originally thought of having the book come out on my birthday anyway, but then I got anxious because I've been sitting on it for years. And I said, let me release it on April 7th. So it was kind of May 7th. My birthday was kind of the original date (laughs) that I pushed it back to. (laughs) So it all worked out the way that it really needed to. (laughs) Brilliant. So now let's talk about going forward. You've you've just launched launched a book. Uh, amazing testimony what you just told us regarding your life uh, and where you are going forward what's your plans uh, what are you aiming for what's your goals yeah so as i'm moving forward um my my goals now are really to grow this virtual arm of my business okay. um in in a massive way um like i said you know the the what of having a large production company hasn't mm-hmm. changed um, but the how changed. So now it's virtual instead of being, you know, in a physical, in a physical stage with physical people physically being there and working to, to make that bigger, better, better is, is what I'm working on now. And on the coaching side, um, really helping more creatives to understand um, what I like to say makes sense out of business so they can make some dollars with their skills because the business piece is key. The business and financial piece is key. And it's a, it's the reason why a lot of creatives stay stuck because they will not sit down or have not had anybody sit down with them to help them really clarify what it is that they want. What do you really, really want beyond? I want to paint pictures beyond. I want to be a famous singer beyond I want to write a book beyond that. What goes beyond that? How are we making, not how, what is it that you want to do with that? And then we can come up with a strategy of how you start making money with that so that you can pay your bills, eat food. That's more than McDonald's. (laughs) McDonald's is not cheap these days. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Right. But, but be able to, to make a significant income, with what it is that you do as an artist, yeah. as a creative, because it's possible. I've proved it. There, are, And I'm not the only one. There are so many creatives out there doing well, even in this time, even in this crazy, crazy time, this weird, crazy time. <laughs> and oh, it's God. just a matter of, of you as a creative getting clarity on what it is that you want to do so that you can start understanding how to articulate how to fill the need with what it is that you do in the same way that I saw the need and filled the need. I didn't change any skills that I have. I didn't learn anything new. I just do what I do on a different platform. That's good. Fantastic. You're listening to the sponsors and the contributors to our show. Frame Your Day app by Ephia Lethem. Natural Soap by Zakia. Brent Mann from BrentMannMusic.com Eileen Smith 
Facebook.com as Eileen is also a major tester of platforms of live streaming and also sells podcast equipment and recommends what she uses for her podcast is I-L-E-A-N-E smith.com and you can find her on YouTube as well. We also have benitacharles.com from Benita Charles Music, supporter of our show through our 60 second singing tips. We also want to shout out to Shannon Griffin for Humanities, Patrick M. Voss. We also want to myself, edinburghdusters.com or .co.uk for cleaning services in Edinburgh, Scotland. If you're also looking for websites, we recommend ideasgolive.com from John Drummond, website designer. We also want to shout out to Altavis Pelzer from the Speakeasy podcast and the creator of the World Voice League. Well, this has been fantastic. We're going to wrap this up because it's going to be we should be taking home in about an hour. But uh, tell people where people tell folk where they can connect with you. Your links will be in the show notes of the on Podbean, which I use for my podcast, and uh, so people see them there. So tell people where they can connect with you, so they can hopefully do business or buy your products. Sure. Yeah, you can get the book. My book is called Musings of a Creative: Kickass Kickass Thoughts on Music, Business, and Life. And that you can get on Amazon everywhere. Um, you can join me if you want to be with me and get some business sense and understand how you can really make um, make your vision clear and get the tools that you need to start making a significant income with your creativity. Then join me inside my group, Creative Momentum. I'm going to be running my challenge that I call Permission to Dream. It's the Permission to Dream Challenge. It's a four-day challenge running that inside my group, Creative Momentum, on Facebook. Okay. Anybody else if people can connect with you? Uh, email, websites? You've got a website? I do have a website, but it's easier to get with me on Facebook. Okay. Cool. <laughs> we'll, do that. we'll have those links uh, in the chat uh, of the show notes of the podcast. Any final thoughts you want to share? Um, no, thank you so much for, for having me. I say, no, I do have final thoughts. That was a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. First of all, for connecting with me again, because we've been trying to do this for a year. (laughs) That was the right time, you know, (laughs) so I appreciate you, um, uh, having me on your show and, um, Happy Mother's Day to all the mommies out there and um, also to anybody that is, if you are feeling like you are alone, then please, please, please don't keep it inside. And if you know someone that they seem to be a little bit off, they seem to be a little bit down, be gentle, be graceful with them, but give them the encouragement and the support that they need so that they can come through the other side. And everybody's going to have a different level of support that they need. Um, so so let them have that. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you to Ella on being on another edition of Ramsey Unleashed. And as I say, to all the people who support the show, uh, as you can see from the scrolling bar, uh, we will be connecting with you with a few people, with Eileen Smith. And she can help you out with a few things. And I'll connect you with Altavi Spelzer, who I think you could benefit from her World, world Voice League and uh, I'm sure you, uh, maybe you can. She can get you on her podcast as well, which is a Speakeasy podcast. And uh, so, hey, I'll just connect you with some folk and see where you can. I'll let you. I'll dangle the carrot, and if it works, you awesome. both grab it. 
uh, see where it takes you, you know, that's the main thing. Yeah. But thank you to everyone who's watching on Facebook, Periscope, and who will be listening on the audio version, and to the artists I'll be playing and to hearing that fantastic song, uh, a cappella, and we're going to be looking forward to it being published very soon, uh, and we're going to be looking forward to buying it and hearing it. Also, we're going to be playing the song that's on iTunes, which, what's the song again? Tell me the song. It's called My One Day Is Now. I used to watch life pass me by All the tears I had were no relief Till my well had run dry But it was easier to live in the light Of my broken dreams And shallow fantasies I never really looked at the plan But it was easier to call you out to look at my hand Such a pattern show here in the stains But the light's gone out And there's no one watching I'm breaking out of my shell And I'll spend my way Taking back the girl I need to be Taking back the dreams I had to
we're going to connect you with lots of folk. So if you want to be busy, you want to be busier again, let's make some business as business and making connections is fun. And hopefully you may be able to get some business to people and help them and maybe vice versa. Okay. Awesome. Thank you okay. so much. Right, to everybody who's watching, thank you. As we will end our Facebook live stream and our Periscope uh, and just have a good rest of your weekend as also rest of your lockdown, depending on when it's going to be relaxed or not. UK is not at the moment. But well, let's hopefully this is over soon. But take care, have a good one, and bye for now.